going. Yeah. Yo, yo, yo. yo. And we back. Fiend City Podcast, episode five. What's good, everybody? Thank you all for listening. Thank you guys for tuning into the first four episodes. Me and Angel are out here having a good time. It's Saturday. Hot as shit in Albuquerque. Humid. So we ain't used to that. But I got my boy chilling. We just got back. We've had shows and shows and shows and shows. Last time I was here with Maverick. You guys are killing it, man. Yeah, it was right before we went on our run last weekend. And, bro, that was the first time I was, like, fully exhausted from a run. We uh, did El Paso Thursday. Drove out there. Their scene was so accommodating. We drove out there. The host, Anthony Ryan, shout out to that. He's who put me on the show and got it all set up. Met us there with his buddy. They took us out to eat. Took us to a fire taco spot in El Paso. Got some coffee. We were literally right next to the to the border too. Like you could see Juarez from when we were driving up. Like the venue, yeah, you could throw just chilling, bro. Tossing pesos and quarters back and forth. Trying to get some chicles. Old school trade, yeah. Give those chicles. A little chicle. Yeah, so we were out there, bro. They were great, really accommodating. That venue was super cool. Mona Bar of Modern Art. It was very, um, it reminds me of a different version of like Albuquerque's Canvas Art Bar. Kind of like a really smooth hip hop art bar. Um, really like cool, like crowd goes there. Very artsy crowd for sure. Like a younger El Paso kind of, kind of vibey audience. And it was really dope, bro. Like they had so much good art around. Really cool bar. The stage was really nice. It probably better set for music, but the audience still was like able to see the, the whole stage and the performance. Shout out to Josh and Maverick. They came out of the way out for that El Paso show and killed their sets. And we did our show and drove right back after. Yeah. So we got back 4 a.m. What is that? How long is that drive? Like, fuck yeah. It's, it's just under four hours. Right about four hours. Four hours, dude. Just like. Oh, oh bro. And then Josh drives 20 minutes off track, like at one point. So we had to revert and like drive back to the freeway. But we had to take this little one road, uh. one road freeway. And it was pitch black. So we're just cruising. And then out of nowhere, bro, we're driving like 60 miles per hour. And then you just see this cow head an inch away from Joss's car. We're like driving and it goes. Vroom, and we're like, oh, like you even saw the cow's uh. eye. Like, oh, shit. It's a horror movie. <laughs> and we're like, oh, dude, that could have been the end of your little Sonata, brother. <laughs> oh, shit. So. Made it back at 4 a.m., uh, got a few hours of rest. I got up, got some coffee, hit the gym, reset, and then we drove right up to Cities of Gold Casino, which, again, shout out to everybody in Cities of Gold Casino, Powake, Pueblo. They are so good to us. We had almost 100 people to show. I think we were about 30 shy from selling out, which was great because they added 30 more seats. That's, yeah, that's a lot. Um, they took out all the tables. I mean, it was just such, there's such a good audience, so diverse. New Mexico, northern New Mexico, Santa Fe, um, even a couple like military, it seemed like a few military people were there. Really cool, bro. The governor of Pawaka comes out and she is dope. <laughs> she is a badass lady, dude. We walk up in the parking lot and she's ready to go. She's vaping her her little vape pen in the parking lot, hitting her little her little tobacco e pen and just killing it. And I'm like, she's so happy to see comedy. I'm really happy that I could bring lineups out there. And it was a diverse lineup and everybody went in. I brought Cody Dove. I brought Josh, Maverick, and was it just the three of us? No, there was one more. Was it, um, was it, no, was it, uh, not Steph. And uh, Luis Powell. Luis, and Luis Powell. Yeah. Such a diverse New Mexico audience. Um, you know, Cody with his improv. I, I, that's one dude I will not miss his set because something different is going to happen every time. That guy's a gold. It's he's, so fun to watch Cody Dove perform. We'll definitely get him on as a guest here soon. Yeah, he's a national treasure. Dude, 
Yeah, so that's great. Our next show there is going to be August uh, 14th. It's going to be on a Saturday, and I have another great lineup. So come out, Cities of Gold. That one's been really fun. And then the next day we had Santa Fe right after, and that one was the work because we had a great venue. It's a spot called The Caverns connected to Apothecary Restaurant. Yeah. And it's a really, like, unique spot, man. You walk down into this, like, downstairs into this venue, and it looks like this Willy Wonka <laughs> mushroom-esque, like, I swear, bro, it's, a, it's Tim Burton room for sure. Like, purple walls, these crazy little pillars. The roof is, like, it is like a cavern, like a Carlsbad cavern roof. Crazy room, really cool for comedy. We did two shows. But I'll be honest, that one was work because we provided, they provided the venue, but I had to do everything else, not as just booking the lineup, but I had to get drinks, alcohol. We had to find, you know, somebody to, to vend for us. We had to sell tickets as well as promote and bark. Yeah, so I heard you guys, uh, I was watching the Instagram story and you guys were just like, we sold merch. Oh, dude, it was wild. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> That's that, dope. That man. was Cities of Gold. Yeah, we got to sell some merch at Cities of Gold, but yeah, so the Santa Fe one, you know, we're luckily that they have so much traffic on the plaza that we are able to get tourism to just come to the show and they ended up being great first show was a little light but second show we were almost to capacity and we're going to do that one again next uh next month as well so that'll be august 13th so we'll have santa fe friday cities of gold saturday kind of connect those two shows that's dope it's been good bro and then we got canteen at the end of the month yeah it's finally back bro i'm happy so this will be out before then Everyone listening, oh, come out to this. This is a huge – this is probably the biggest one this year for me because this was my baby canteen comedy show. Me and Maverick started this when I very, very started comedy. And when we were about to do our biggest show, our two-year anniversary last March, that's when everything closed down. So now we are pumped. July 31st, I have a great lineup. Um, I even have the flyer up on there, so uh, we will get that flyer popping. Let me see if I could throw it on a uh, airdrop it to you. It's right there. There we go. Canteen comedy. Yeah, dude, I have a great lineup. Some of our favorite acts are going to be there. A couple acts that have never performed on. Yeah, if you click on it, you see everybody. Dude, and again, such a diverse, such a great lineup. Cody Dove was probably one of my, we, you know, just brought him up. Probably one of my favorite people to hit canteen stage because with his improv, it makes the audience feel so included. And on a patio like that, it really brings them together. Virginia, one of my favorite performers in New Mexico. She does a lot of corporate and um, church stuff, so we don't see her that much in like our open mic scene. But man, she is phenomenal. So I can't wait to see her. Steph, Josh, you know some of my closest buddy killers, and Tyler. You know I'm throwing Tyler on there. He's been putting a lot of work in. Um, I've been seeing him everywhere lately, and I just told him I said, "All right, dude, like I wanted, I wanted to put you on some shows and let's get you some spots going and kind of." And it's and that's how I have a couple people I'm working with like that I want to do I'm gonna get on hell in some shows getting and stuff going that way I could start providing spots to to people like these up and comers like you guys that have been doing it for a year or two and are looking for some booked performances yeah because uh it, it just it's weird how it happens too because like um you just put in the work you see what's going on and then you're just like I, I can use that guy or I can make sure to have exactly. him on my show and stuff you know you're not gonna be disappointed or it's not gonna be an awkward or it's and not now it's, I'm getting need. in the point where I will approach like the people that I see putting in the right effort the right approach the right hustle now I'm coming like hey yo get your get a good 10 get a good 15 so I could put you here so I could put you there and that way they they're motivated you know they're like okay let me craft these jokes let me see how I could expand these bits and get a solid set um having different 15s for different rooms different fives like different sets for different occasions it's very strategic and it will help like preparing for shows 
really does help. And I know I say a lot of times I just get up there and riff and, and fill it out, but there is a strategy to almost every time I get on stage, like even, um, even this past Wednesday, you know, we went to Revel open mic. There was what, 10 new performers. Yeah. I'm like brand new comedians. So I was at the end of the show. And the first thing I did was address all dress the room, dress the new comedians. And then I picked out the biggest, like the biggest group there, address that comedian kind of did a joke on them. Cause then you get the biggest group on your side. So you have the majority of the room with you. And then I kind of riffed and went from there. Yeah. So it may seem like I'm just kind of like joking around, but there is, a, there is some method to the madness. Yeah. You know how you're trying You're uh, they like to say feeling the room. You're trying exactly. to just get what's going on in there. So yeah, I know. And I know this will already be out tomorrow, but then tonight I'll be at red velvet, but this will be out Sunday. So this Wednesday I'm going to be at revel headlining. So that's awesome. I'm be, I've featured there a few times. I've done some guest spots, done the open mics. This is my first headlining set, and it's a free show. So y'all listening, come out. I know Josh is on the show. I'm not sure. Jamar hasn't put a flyer out yet, which is, yeah. a, um, you know, it is what it is. But it's slacking. That's either way. <laughs> either way as a producer. No. Let me just um, tell you. Uh, yeah, he's. Uh, it's hard because, you know, these weekly shows you run into. That's what you run into is not enough time to promote them. You know, usually you want to promote shows about a month out in advance yeah. at least. But when you're going week to week, it kind of run. But I'll be headlining Revel Wednesday, 730. It's a really cool new venue in Albuquerque. Come check it out. Um, free show. So come peep it. That's what's up. And then, like I said, the last one we'll promote before we get anything is that canteen, the 31st. Another free show. Please come out to that. That's what's up. Please come out to that. So what's up, man? Uh, do you, do you like, go out to, like, watch, like, do you follow pop culture? Or are you, like, the kind of person who's just like, oh, yeah, latest movie, latest trend, Dude. latest idea, latest, latest Latest yeah, Bitcoin. It, it matters. I want I the feel Doge. Like, I feel like Young <laughs> Onhell is my tap in. He's my Matrix plug into pop culture universe because I'm like an underground dinosaur, dude. Like, I got so into the things that I got into that I never was really in a mainstream pop culture. And as I get into my 30s, I feel old when people are like, I had a, I had a coworker the other day. He's all, yo, throw on that a. Uh, Bruno Mars Anderson Pack song. I was like, yeah, I don't know what that is, dog. Yeah, what? And he's like, bro, it's like so. And then I, I hear it. I'm like, oh, I've heard this song before, but oh. I would have never known who this is. Or, yeah, dude. So I'm a little out of the loop. Okay, so one of the things I want to bring up is okay. just everyone has been raving about it. I don't know how you feel about okay. it. Space Jam. Dude. Okay, I just saw. It. I do have HBO Max, so I will be watching it this weekend. So next weekend we'll do a a full review. Okay. But yo, I don't know how I feel about this whole. These reboot, like, I mean, we'll see once I watch it. But uh, if it's like any of the other reboots, we haven't seen success. Oh, nothing, dude. I didn't even watch How High too. No, I wouldn't even. I, I can't. Yeah, I can't. It's not. There's so many that are so bad. Things that go right to like. I know we're barely getting back to it, like movies being open and stuff, but just like, Space Jam was such a pivotal movie in our childhood, dude. Yeah. It was huge. It was the shit. It was the shit. People reference it now. That's oh. how. That's why they had to make the movie again. Is because how much it was referenced. How much people are like, you want to jam? Oh, all yeah, kind of shit, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. I definitely got my Space Jam action on when I was young. I still have a magnet from like back in the day when they had like McDonald's merch and that movie came out. So. I don't know, man. I don't really like the sequels. I wish they kept it a little bit more original, but I don't know. I'll check it out. We'll give it a shot. We'll give it a shot and see, bro. LeBron James. As long as they have, like, a cameo. They got to have Jordan in there come off the bench. 
They have to. That's if he's not, not in the movie, happen. then okay, then that, I'm not yeah. with it, dude. Jordan has to be in there, just old as shit, just hitting, just hitting jumpers, just short range jumpers, old as shit. Damn. So, um, uh, as a UFC fan, I know you like some fighting. Oh yeah, once for sure. While. Did you see the fight last week? What happened to oh, Conor McGregor, shit, dude? dude? Those ankle, those leg breaks are disgusting, oh, dude. Dog. And, and then they're the, so gross, it's G. So bad. Oh, dude. You know what? Not irks me is the fucking actual break. But it happens so it's so gross out. I get it happens so fucking ugh, dude. It's nasty. It happens so fast that they when they kick, they kick and it breaks and then they step back on it. That's the disgusting part is when they sit back and it just noodles. It just goes gumby. What fuck, dude? Like that is so gross to me. And that that it's so hard to believe that like after the fight he's gonna want still to fight again. Like isn't those injuries like? Almost like ending career ending like yo I don't know I mean he snapped ah, his shit in half and then ah, stepped on it bro I, that's disgusting to me so it's horrible you see that shit um, it seems like you're seeing it more and more you know yeah I don't know bro those UFC injuries get wild it, it hurts it hurts really and that bad. sucks to lose a fight like that like, that's a horrible way to lose bro like just because you snap some shit yeah he made yeah. sure to say doctor stoppage like you hear him yelling in the corner here saying down he's like make sure it's a doctor stoppage. Make sure it's Dr. Stoppage. <laughs> Dr. Stoppage. Yeah, dude, it's hilarious. But then yeah. after that, too, he's like, calls out his wife. He's like, he's like, your wife is in my DMs. <laughs> Conor McGregor already wants to start beef on Again, the floor. Yeah. Like, he's limping he with a, a broken shit, fucking leg. It's ridiculous, man. I just want to see him fight, like, Brock Lesnar or something. I want to see those old school matches, but I want to see. I mean, we already have YouTube, like all these YouTube fights. I want to see some interesting shit. Yeah, remember the UFC? Oh yeah, back in the day. Bring back the dude with the one boxing glove. Bring. Let's have some fun. I want it to look like Street Fighter a little bit more. Dude, it should. It's the best. Why can it not? Oh yeah, we'll just get all the homies in there. E Honda. Dude, you know what I was always been thinking too is like. This is, I know this is a divergence, but one show I've always would thought it would be dope as comedians. Because, you know, I break too. That's my shit. I want, I've always wanted to mix somehow the b-boy and the comedian scene. And I've like always like, what kind of show could I produce? What can we? I hate uh, you. You know why? Because I think the same thing, but with gamers. Okay. And you can do that with but comedians and gamer style. So the one show, and I would love to like put a pilot together and put this together, is we get two comedians and then we get two dancers. So a b-boy or b-girl. And then we match up. So we'd get like, say we get you and fucking Caleb Mulkey or Tyler, right? Yeah. And I get two dancers and then you guys split up and they train you for like two hours. And we film all that, right? Them teaching you how to break. You guys kind of learning like whatever they're, they're teaching you. And then at the end of that, you guys, the comedians have to battle each other. Oh, shit. And I think that would be hilarious, bro. Imagine seeing some like, like Josh and Maverick battle each other. I mean, well, it's, a, it's an age as old as time, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> you, you, you've seen them go at it in a way where they just got to bring back, oh. bring back the Footloose. That's oh, it. Dude, I would die. Imagine seeing Cody Dove and Mary Bird just getting <laughs> just dad's battling. I don't. Oh, that'd be hilarious. It actually would be. I love funny. to see it, bro. Oh, man. Just get host versus host Royal and Holly just. It'd be the best shit. So, yeah, that's one show I've always wanted to create. I think there is a way to mix some of these other medias that we do and some of these other things we do with our comedy. So You kind of see it now, too, with yeah. other comedians like um, like Eric Griffin or Bobby Lee. Like They'll do the stand-up, but then they have their own Twitch channels where they're exactly. like gaming, and you know their banter is going to be fucking hilarious. Exactly. Because they're just ranting and raving about the dumbest shit ever. So 
that's great that those avenues are still there for people. Yeah, for sure. Dude, all I know is I'm so tired of like going downtown and it's being wild. I, I, I live right downtown Albuquerque. We're fully open now and it is like a circus, dude. It is, the lines to get into places are wild. I saw some lady on stilts waiting to get into cake yesterday. Uh, like it's too much. That's it. It's too much, bro. It's it's popping till two a.m. Do you go downtown ever and get down? Yeah, once in a while, if like a like like tonight, if I'm feeling it, I'll just like drive through. But I don't I don't understand like going from the bar to the bar to the next bar, seeing who's in that. I got bar. a two hour time limit. I go to one place. You got me for two hours and I'm going home. But it's, like, <laughs> is it, is it, what do you do it for? Like the more of like networking, socializing, I don't even really trying to understand what's going bro, on. This outside. Is, all, right, all right. This is how I go out. So I talked about all the shows last weekend, right? I got back from Santa Fe Saturday late, bro, like 1230 at night. And I wanted to have a drink, but I didn't want to go out. So I pop into the speakeasy. Poof, there's three people in there. I'm with my, I bring my dogs. I'm chilling. I know the bartenders of the homies. So shout out to founders. I'm not going to tell you guys where it's at. You can find it yourself. Yeah. That's how speakeasy works. Find out. But that's the spot, bro. I went and had it old fashioned. So I'm like, it's crazy because what, with what we do with comedy and we want to perform for the most people, but at the end of the night, I don't like to be around people. That's yeah. so weird to me. Yeah. It's like, I, we love to perform in front of crowds. Um, even though this music, even if it's dancing, like you have to have the energy, you have to have an audience, but at the end of the night, I want to be alone. Is that, I don't know what that is, bro. And some people have just that kind of, you know, that I don't want to say anxiety or just like that with everyone around, but you're doing something specific. That's mm -hmm. why you're there. Yeah. You're not there to do the other things that is obviously happening, which is maybe the talking, maybe the drinking, maybe the social banter, which Obviously, sometimes we're not into like, yeah, you're right. Bro. What, am I, what am I trying to talk to you about like your nine to five when I'm really don't even know anything about like social financing or something like that, you know? Yeah, you know what? And I and that's the biggest thing is like during the week, especially, you know, I really don't drink. Maybe maybe once a week I'll have a drink at one of the shows. I try to keep it like so we're performing every night, bro. Yeah, dude. If I have a drink. We're drinking every night. You have to have discipline. So you have to draw those boundaries. And a lot of times I'm not drinking. I like to go do my set and leave. I do a lot of people don't realize even though yeah we are comedians we get up in front of people we have stage presence charisma all that whatever it is but at the end of the day I do have my own social anxieties and a lot of people are like oh Zach doesn't like to kick it in or around the shows and that's because like I don't really like to be in the room before my set because then I let the other like just the room get into my head like I like to be as fresh in my own space before I get on stage yeah and um so, you know, I do like to be around the show, but yeah, sometimes it's not that I'm don't respect the other performers or this and that. It's just that is my own social anxiety. And I do best when I'm kind of close to the show, but not necessarily like right there. You know what I mean? And um, same thing when and after, you know, I work really early. I got a ton of other things going on as far as producing these shows. So I do try to do my best as mingling. But yeah, it is my own social anxiety that I like to come do my craft and then head out and kind of reflect on that. Yeah. And that's how I process. That's how I do my comedy. Everybody's different. Dude, there's been so many times I'm the same way. Like after an open mic, I'll have maybe the one drink and I'm not trying to stay there any longer. Like I know I can come home and just like play guitar to better that skill or just like yeah. game on something or like, cause I've seen you do it too. You'll even start recording a video of you dancing in the middle of the night oh, yeah. where you're just, you're working on a skill, mm -hmm. but you, why would you do that? Just like, you can't do that in front of everybody yeah. at the bar right now. Like, and, and the way I look at it is like, I can't worry about what people think about 
me hanging out after an open mic or after going to an after party. I can't worry about what other people. Unless it's somebody big. Or, yeah, if there's an opportunity that's very much worth it or something like that. Which still, um, I will not sacrifice my own, like, mentality, my my own space and time just for any old opportunity yeah. like it definitely has to be something that i feel is like going to be a better your situation exactly so my biggest thing right now is just kind of taking care of myself yo i've been you know i with the full-time job these many shows producing three live shows the podcast i have to do what's best for me because if not bro you got to fill your cup up right because yeah. i noticed bro i pour out my cup for everyone else and at the end of the day there's nothing left yeah so that's my biggest thing right now is taking on all these tasks but at the same time finding some time to like Take him. Whether that be the gym, yeah. If that's the one hour I have to the work out, get some meditation and re like recenter and keep going, it is what like that's what I'm doing right after this. I got my gym. Clo- I'm changing your bathroom, taking yeah. pre workout. G. Just trying to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I want to. That's something I want to talk about on the next podcast. I don't have the pictures ready, but people see me and going to the gym and stuff right now, and they you know somebody put a gym picture up, and if you don't know that I was a big kid growing up. You could easily think like, oh, Zach's super full of himself or, um, you know, he's always just posting gym stuff and that's all he cares about. But, dude, I was a fat kid growing up and I talk about it in my act and stuff. You see it in my show and it's no joke. Like, for real, I was a chubby kid my whole life, fat throughout high school. I lost a bunch of weight, like maybe my junior, senior year of high school, but I was never in shape. And then it wasn't until I was in college that I started working out. I moved out, got my own place, got a gym membership. And it was still was like slow progression. Like I just got into working out, started kind of eating good, but it wasn't for years and years. And it wasn't, you know, I started working out when I was 20. Yeah. It wasn't until I was 30 that I really took it like serious yeah. and got a coach. And because I figured that if I had dedication in this throughout my day with my eating, my gym, my health and fitness, which is taking care of myself at the end of the day, that dedication and that discipline is going to follow into my comedy, into my dancing, into whatever avenue, you know what I mean? Even into your relationships. So having discipline, man, that's the biggest thing. So you see the gym stuff, man, like that's what it really is. It's me kind of defeating that, that all that self doubt that I had as a kid growing up and all those self esteem, self image issues, just self image problems with self yeah i you know what i mean and a lot of people don't see that because they may see you at a show and on stage you seem super confident but at the end of the day like we still are all battling our demons yeah that's always the hardest part too oh dude it's like i may got a six-pack bro but if you think i don't still have stretch marks on that that you're you're tripping dog you know what what, you know what having a six-pack with stretch marks is like it's like buying a brand new corvette and you drive it off the lot and like scratch the hood all up. <laughs> so you got this badass whip, bro, but it's all scratched up. I'm just over here. I'm the real Tiger King, bro. <laughs> I just got it all mangled, all over. It is what it is, man. It it it's the one thing that I really center myself in. I find a lot of enjoyment in working out and taking care of myself. Uh, yoga, stretching, dancing, snowboarding, any of those things really uh, put me in a good place, and I've never regretted it. So. If anybody wants to reach out, ask any question, yo, if you ever want to hit the gym, any of that stuff, hit us up, fiendcitypodcast, gmail.com. Well, you know, we love talking about health and fitness, anything, man. That's my, I haven't talked about it too much, but on the next podcast, I want to send a picture, the next solo one. So like the two uh, So watch, I have a picture that my dad sent me 
And this will leave this on a cliffhanger. But he sent me a picture not too long ago. He's all, hey, bro, I got a picture of you from when you were your fattest, dog. Uh, <laughs> your parents never realize the gravity of what they say to you, oh dog. You know what I mean? And I think it's because he sees me now and I'm in good shape now. That but he, not even then, too. They probably, they always loved you. He's like, this, he was cute. Uh, what dude, do you expect? He's a little cutie. So they don't realize that, like, oh, bro, you, I'm going to send you your picture of when you were your fattest, dude. Uh, <laughs> and he not only does he send me a picture of me. And he sends me a picture. You got to remember, my dad was a legit bodybuilder. Yeah. So he sends me a side-by-side photo of me fat as fuck and then him doing a sick-ass like bodybuilding pose. <laughs> him. Yeah, him. Yeah. So we did this like the same night. Like it was one night when my pops lived in Phoenix and we were chilling and talking about bodybuilding. And I like hit this funny pose and he takes a picture of me. But then he hits. Bro. I mean, if that's not your dad trying to show you up, I don't know what yeah, is, dog. Hilarious. But yeah, man, we'll show that on the next one. We'll show some new progress photos too. I don't really like post too much of that stuff. Yeah. But um, you're not vain about it either. You're not trying to be like you know fucking one of those seven deadly sins fuckers. You're oh, just yeah, like, let dude, me just show sure. you what's going on with me. For sure, dog. I'm really proud uh, proud of the work I put in. I'm proud of how I look for sure. But even when I get on stage, the butt. I like to wear the button ups. I like to wear loose fitting clothes because I want people to. Focus on my act, not on the guns. Yeah. You know what I mean, and and not that's what it is anyway. But <laughs> if I if I wear a tank top, like it's it's too much. Yeah, like yeah. I don't need that to be part of the act, unless that's what I was looking for. Yeah. If that or was the bit there, but it's just too. I even remember like Dave Chappelle, bro, because he was always a skinny comic, and then he got buff as shit. And I remember seeing him on stage one time in a tank top, and you're not even like I'm like you're just like holy shit, Dave Chappelle's jacked as shit all of a sudden. Like it's distracting. So I don't want really anything that distracts from the act. Okay. And um, for as much as I am proud of how I look when I'm on stage, I definitely like to somewhat cover that up as much as possible. Makes sense. It, yeah. So, I mean, it is what it is, bro. Dude. Maybe I'll do a nude show one of these days. Like, yeah. <laughs> we'll take it off. I'll go full Burt Kreischer at Rebel if you guys come out. It. Come out Wednesdays to see me take my shirt off on stage for the first time. So <laughs> This is a gamble, people. We gamble in here. It okay. is what it is. Dude, everything has been fucking booming this past week about this, but I don't know if you want to even attempt to get into it. Okay, Dude. I'm nervous to see crypto, bro. Okay, you're you're my crypto you're my crypto guy, bro. Where are bro. we going, dude? Are yeah. you gonna get those fucking Sonic coins or not, man? Yeah, you're my guy down the river sticks of crypto, brother. <laughs> new... Take me down. So everyone says there there's been this thing now where like Elon Musk and Share going with like oh uh, mining Bitcoin's kind of destroying the environment, yeah, 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 shit like that. So they're finding new ways to get new crypto and stuff like that. So what do you feel about them just making crypto with? whatever kind of sense they can like you know the doge coin right yeah I, I, it's a dog yeah mm-hmm. there's a shibu inu coin you know that you know have you ever seen those kind of dogs and then are these all different nfts not nfts kind of like a crypto based okay. currency but there's see that's the thing too there's another thing in nfts you know what we should do i think what we should do for the podcast because i think there's a lot of people that really do understand it but there's people like me i have no clue how it works. I think as the Fiend City podcast, we should get by like a little bit of one of these and then track it through the podcast. Oh, yeah, dude. That'd be, that'd be really dope. Because I would love to see how these trends change. I um, mean, put a little bit of investment into some of this crypto thing. Because I've had some buddies, bro, that are actually legit making some flow. And um, yeah, that's something that I've never really got into as far as investments in crypto. And yeah, so let's do that, bro. Fiend City Podcast. We're going to get in there, bro. You're going to find an NFT of my hamstrings. Dude, so. <laughs> right? That little logo right there you see on the wall. NFT yeah. coming soon. You're going to see an NFT of me with my foot over my head like that. Just hold it. 
But yeah, uh-huh. th- this is like an example of like so many of it just lists and lists of what these cryptos and shit that it could, like we can pick one of these coins it probably is based off of like a dog or there's a dragon ball z coin there's shit. freaking an oni coin there's that's s- what we're doing we're gonna put it on the instagram story we'll ask people what what coin we should get we'll get a coin and we'll jump into the market and track the trend and quick right we'll do that and please don't send us a coin that's worth like thirty five thousand dollars right now we don't we got no money oh, yeah, to buy yeah, don't hit coins. us with that hit us with that low coin we're just trying to get in in the game over here okay with what it's on yeah <laughs> Getting in the game but yeah that's one thing that is crazy to me is that like it's still growing it's coming out new like in our lifetime dude i think mm-hmm. that's going to be a big thing within like another five to ten years where like the crypto market's gonna be like oh shit like look at this dude he's using his crypto card fucking yeah, yeah, buying yeah. all kinds of stuff why does he get a better deal on his like cash back with his crypto card than i do with actual cash do you think it would ever go that way you think something like i don't that know man it, it, it is fully going to to digitize every I mean the fact that you could buy art now online like it is it's a different market for me bro it's really getting over my head so yeah we're gonna get in one of these coins and we'll have to track it for sure and see where the stuff goes because that's something I have no clue about okay so yeah we'll we'll get in this game over here okay here's one thing I wanted to talk about okay with you. Let's see. who who okay you you've seen these YouTube celebrity boxing yeah and stuff it's like getting that. intense now right. bro I think they had like Roger Rabbit fight like Kangaroo Jack the other day like it's, it is getting too dude, intense uh, Pooh Bear versus fucking it's donkey. getting so real dude they got Shrek versus just fucking <laughs> <laughs> right, getting, the Hulk yeah dude it, so yeah this YouTube stuff's getting intense okay well, my question with this is like who do you think in our scene would make a good YouTube comedy oh, fight oh gosh that's a good that's our such scene. a good question all right because we've been talking a little bit oh about like my certain comedians certain people that are okay yeah. well okay. let's Here's let's one take, thing. okay uh, then this uh, okay i got i got so who do the, you want to put on and i'll put on somebody and then we'll, we'll see who do you think would win in a fight okay 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 um i got my comedian I, the comedian i would pick is okay but you could also go with like any albuquerque entertainer too because it's like youtube Entertainers, you you go Albuquerque celebrity. Yeah, okay, you okay? Let's we open it because it's not. Yeah, let's okay. open it up to. All right, I want to bring I want to bring a variety of people. Okay, in this. okay. So if I were to pick, who's any, your undercard? What's our undercard? Uh, okay, the most famous undercard has to be the most offensive comedian in Albuquerque. He has to at least start the show. The undercards. So yeah. who are you go? So I'll put Troy on there. Okay, you're putting Troy. <laughs> I'll put Troy okay. on my undercard. Oh gosh, that <laughs> that is so good. I want Troy to fight Ron Bale. <laughs> there you go, right? Yeah, dude. That would yeah. be but dude, uh, I've seen commercials where Ron Bell has boxing gloves on. Exactly, dude. He's yeah. He's shit up. But the thing is, Troy's kind of tall, and I know Ron Bell's like five foot zero. No, really? he's, he's short. Tiny. Yeah, yeah. I heard my I think he even wears platform shoes. So that's our undercard. We're going with a mixed match. We're going Troy Wilson versus Ron Bell. I would totally <laughs> fucking pay for that shit, dude. Who wouldn't want to see that shit? Oh god, that would be good for sure. Alright, and then okay, so um and then what would be like the feat like the the feature fight? One like the, before the main card. One of the feature fights I feel. Uh man. If I'm picking feature fights and I'm picking comedian wise, mm-hmm. my feature fight is gonna be Royal Wood. 
Okay. Royal Wood is going to be that's the a feature. Heavy, okay, that's a heavyweight fight right there. And I'm only saying that yeah. because... Heavyweight. <laughs> I'm only saying that because he's actually been working out and he's got. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. No, Royal got, got some. Yeah, he has a military background, bro. He's getting things. He wears going. combat boots. He wears camouflage daily. <laughs> so you don't fuck with someone that wears camouflage and a beanie in 98 degree and weather. willing to take off his shirt at a notice at, at mo- moment's right, so, notice. All right, so going against Royal Wood, let's go. We have to have someone. Okay, obviously Royal's a big dude. You know who we're gonna have royal fight is we're gonna have him fight that the YouTube guy that like the Ken the street the guy that looks like like Fat Ken from Street Fighter. Do you know who I'm talking about? He's like a huge social media following. I don't. He's like the karate guy that wears like the red karate outfit. What would I find? What would I look up? Gosh, I don't even. It's like Master Ken. I even think his name is. I I saw him with Matt Peterson one time. They were taking this guy. Oh, there he he's is. an Albuquerque actor, but this dude has a huge social media following he where he plays. Yeah, so yeah, so this is definitely Royal Smiley. His master is gonna kick his ass. Fuck no, dude. This guy's all fake martial arts, dude. It's all. <laughs> that, dude, that's what I'm saying. Is just like literally the touch of death. And if Royal isn't really in his right mindset, dude. To the ground. Royal will just be like, ah, you just <laughs> knock him off his guard and fuck him up, dude. All uh, right, all right. So that's our feature. I think we have a good feature because that is a, that's a heavyweight bout right there. But as a our main card. Fuck, man, the main card. Like I'm looking for like all stars in Albuquerque. Like I'm I'm just gonna go for like all stars in Albuquerque and see who I would even put up in that shit. We need to have our biggest. Ah. Uh. I mean, I. All right, I got it. And this is two comedians. And this is two people that are like Albuquerque. Albuquerque kind of legends or like known for being like they're huge comedians. We're going to have. Um, we're going to have Mark Marin <laughs> fight. What is the comedian for Better Call Sal? I can't think of his oh, name off the Bob bat. Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk and Mark Marin. And it's going to be refed by Steve O. Steve O is going to be there. That's the, That's the main card. Dude. Yeah, and Josh Fournier is going to commentate it. Right, there you go, right. Dude. He'll be like, he's coming in with a leg kick. I'm straight off the res. I have no Wi-Fi. What do you think? <laughs> do you think? Buffer, buffer, buffer. <laughs> That's going to be the shit. Oh, shit, dude. Albuquerque fight night. No. Yo, this is actually a, a, a draw of memory of mine, bro. When I was in high school, I'm going to have a many memories and stories of this buddy of mine called Jovi Hill. This is a Jovi Hill story. Okay. This is a wild friend of mine. And first time I ever met this dude, we were in eighth grade. It was that like, you know, your friends already established. You're already all the way through middle school. And he was brand new in eighth grade. This was when and one basketball was popular. Uh, so we were on the courts trying to cross it up. Right. Trying to like off the heezy. Remember they bounce it off your head. Like, like break your nose and shit. <laughs> yeah. Little twirl on the oh, foot. Oh yeah, dude. Over Damn. around the back. Yeah, dude. All those chicks. And everybody had like nicknames, right? Skip to my Lou, the professor. Like there was all these and one basketball players. And I remember this uncoordinated, goofy kid came up to us and he goes, what's up? Can I play basketball with you guys? My name's Sickness. <laughs> and we're like, oh shit, this guy's going to be dope. The, my friend Jovi Hill was the most uncoordinated, goofy looking person. I'm talking, dude, just out there on the court, just so janky. It was so funny just to see this dude. <laughs> I could already see it. But anyway, in high school, this guy, this was like our senior year in high school. Jump forward. He got this idea out of nowhere like we did. He's like, I'm going to have... Like a 
high school fight night. <laughs> and he literally got all these like five, four or five fights set up. He's like, yo, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have young young Abuelito fight fucking big Jake and shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Josh is gonna be Oh there. yeah, yeah, for sure. That he's like, yo, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have baby Gonzalez over here fighting baby unique. Like all yeah, these right. different things, dude. And it, it, it got buzz, bro. Like I remember it was just like you're like, oh shit, you're gonna go see the fights, like you're gonna see the fights. And it was in a backyard of someone's house. I still don't know who's. Jesus Christ. You pull up and it was like a ticketed event, bro. You came through the door. They like, you walked in. He had snacks, bro. In high school, this fool had snacks at a backyard fight. Nah. Like ready to come enjoy the show. <laughs> and then, yo, it was legit. Like it was like any YouTube backyard fight you can see, but like high schoolers and, and people were, it was like, all right. Coming out of this corner, we <laughs> coming out of that corner, and then there was even. I just remember, bro. It ended like any high school fucking fight. Is that the cops pulled up and everybody scattered? I'm talking over fences. Right. It looked like somebody that turned on the lights and cockroaches just yeah. I would fucking fight night, bro. <laughs> Albuquerque as it gets, dude. That that was felony fights before felony fights. You ever heard of felony? Oh yeah, fights? for sure. That's for sure. Oh my god, that's just ridiculous. Holy shit, Albuquerque. See what happens when you close down Hastings. Dude, <laughs> that's the worst. Bring back Hastings, bro. That's my childhood. That was, dude. They had Yu-Gi-Oh card tournaments there. They had all kinds <sighs> dude, of cool shit. There. Name one place where you could buy a used movie for one dollar, get a nice coffee at 10 p.m., and just walk around zone books magazines i think our crime rate went up alone because they closed down hastings uh, dude it's a, it's a it's a pandemic yeah dude if you open up hastings i 100 percent believe that our crime rate will drop in albuquerque that's my stance there you go so we're, it is what it is we're putting those those numbers on the on the table so man uh fucking it's been a long week uh you have a couple more shows okay. coming up and stuff uh what what's uh one thing that i guess unshow wise like, you know, not on, okay. on the comedy and stuff that you have kind of looking forward to here coming up in the next few few weeks, month. I mean, dude, I mean, if you bring up my schedule right now, you'll see. Honestly, that's a good question, bro. And that comes back to I just said earlier how I'm trying to, like, take care of myself and fill up my own cup. But I have nothing going on as far as even like. Because I know you were doing a lot of, like, B-boy stuff. Yeah, you bro. I haven't even a bunch seen the crew like in a while. Like. We used to practice weekly, you know, it's just things change so much over the last year. And as we've gotten older, we just have so many different responsibilities. Even the, the kids in our crew are already going to be in their upper teens and 20s. So, you know, the one thing I really would like to do is like I want to take the, my pups on a nice hike somewhere. It's been hot as shit. I never get them out of downtown. So I'd really like to take like a nice we have so many like the foothills, La Luz Trail, the bosque the bosque the you know santa fe forest we have so many places that i really just need to take i need to get out bro like yeah. into nature a bit because i'm just concrete jungle i'm downtown albuquerque or a show i'm never really like catching my breath or catching some nature so i would literally like to get out um hit a ten thousand waves day <laughs> literally do something bro hit us do just something to catch up because that's one thing i really don't do bro it's, it's like these shows always run around it's Sunday. By the time it's out, you got to do laundry, prep food, yeah. catch up, and then the work week starts. So that's it's a good question, bro. Like, if you guys have any recommendations, like your favorite way 
to unwind in New Mexico. We have some. I know we have so many beautiful things. We have Ojo Caliente. Yeah. Uh, we have Betty Spa here in Albuquerque. We do have a lot of little gems. If you got a favorite trail, a secret little spot, let me know, man. We'll even like film some content. I'll take the dogs out there. Yeah. And um, yeah, we'll we'll film some stuff because I never do that, bro. Dusk till dawn. It's it's like comedy promotion work. You know responsibility so so you just want to find more more like time not time for yourself but yet yeah. to enjoy more than what is just human made stuff exactly like i mean winter comes for sure i'll do a couple snowboarding tricks that's my shit i love to snowboard always nice. have gotten down we need to go i have a pair of skis okay right there in the closet let's do dude, it bro tips it. up dude straight up 180 <laughs> yeah. all day dude i you know what growing up in santa fe like you do. We have the Sandia or the Santa Fe ski basin right there. It's so close, and I did grow up skiing and snowboarding. And bro, it is, it is the funnest, but the funniest shit. Like, you see people skiing, bro, and just crossing tips, running into trees. It is an ensemble of just goofy shit, but it's expensive, dog. Dude, it, it is. is the priciest shit. Like, you cost so much money to go one day. So I could see why it's hard for people to just be like, yeah, let's just try it out. I used to, when I used to live up north in northern New Mexico, I used to go, I used to work at the Sipapu Ski Resort. Oh, yeah. So I was a lift operator, and uh, every paycheck, they'll give you two free lift tickets. But not only that, if you work on the top lifts, you can just take your skis up there, and at the end of the day, just ski oh, down. catch that right down. Every day, man, fucking, they were like, you need to train, put on little skis and stuff, big ass skis. It literally would always take me like 20 minutes for me to come down at the end of the day just because I wanted to learn. <laughs> I was trying to learn, but I was pizzaing okay. all oh, the way yeah. down, dude. And then oh, I would yeah. take all green trails. Okay. So when you take the green trails, it takes you all through the mountain the slowest way. It was ridiculous. <laughs> so everyone's down there waiting for me like, fuck, we're all waiting to try to clock out. We can't leave him up in the mountains. Then if we fucking, he's gone in the morning, then what are we going to do? Like, it was. Oh, dude, I've had some time. I remember one time, bro, I was uh, skiing in Santa Fe and they have this, if you're a local, they have this really popular backcountry trail. It goes off of the actual ski basin, off the premises. And it's, I believe it's called Tezuka Trail, if I remember. And it actually, you take this long run. It's it's like a 30-minute run, bro. It's beautiful. You go through these aspen trees. It's But it's uncharted territory. Yeah, literally. No one's coming to get you if you get lost out there. Mm. And then you come out at the end, and you come out like this uh, rest area that they're like, where they do the sledding and stuff. Okay. And it is wild. And I remember one time I took like an unexperienced dude through there and it's deep powder, bro. And it went from like just a casual snowboarding trip to nature versus wild. Like, <gasps> oh, I was, this dude was like trying to bury himself out of powder. I felt so bad, bro. It took us hours to get this dude That's out. Funny. But shit, man. It that's could be a, that's a good thing too. Fucking snowboarding and shit's fun as fuck. Like it's one of those things that there's people out there in like the Midwest, people that have never experienced snow at all. Bro, like the, that. The, the thing that doesn't make sense at all to me is that this is the one time I don't like to go skiing or snowboarding. It's spring break, winter break, dude. Because the Texans packed. come out, bro. You don't even you what you don't even think Texans would ever want to ski or snowboard. It, it's the most. It is the most counter like. Occurring is the most oxymoron ever. Some cowboys on some skis. Right. I'm so pissed, bro. Your belt buckle and shit. Get out of here, dog. <laughs> He's like, hey, hey, Velma, you ready to go down the, the green, the green, 
Like, but no, nah, I got it. You want to hit a black diamond? Like, it is so ridiculous, bro. I'm not going to wear a helmet. I'm going to wear my hat. Bro, they're out there just with a Colt 45 <laughs> revolver on the ski base. It just like, really, <laughs> literally, man. And then it's, it's in New Mexico. So, like, obviously, there's not a problem as long as they have the holster. I don't need ski boots. These cowboys do just fine. You just see some cowboy just clicking into skis with cowboy boots. <laughs> they're trying to line down so skis on. It's too much, dude. It's crazy. It's too much. Yeah. So, that's the one time I avoid it. There's too much traffic. There's too much like people on the hill and this thing is nobody they all go once a year so nobody knows how so you just have these drunk ass texans they do there's the there's the father that used to do it when he was growing up and he's the one that yeah. drags the whole family because he can do it Bro. so that's why everyone just ends up on the fucking bunny hill going up the magic carpet like yeah. Yeah, let me just go up this it's so ridiculous carpet. They had some crazy ass lifts too. You remember some of We're the lifts? We're gonna have to do an ask a, se- a cholo segment like during the ski the ski time. With yeah, Texas dudes for sure. I could just imagine what they would even want to ask. Shit. Speaking of, do we got to ask a cholo for today? Uh, yeah. You wanna? We can go and I'll jump into that right now. Fucking uh, give a few uh, little shout outs as okay, well. Okay. Yeah. Bring up those dates though, stuff. because I do have way more dates coming up after this week. Uh, where it's my I... latest Instagram story. Okay. So this is going to be coming out tomorrow, Sunday morning. That'll be July, bam, bam, 18th. So I hope you guys are having a good Sunday, um, easing into the week. This coming week, I'm going to be all over the place. So Revel, I'm going to be headlining. It is a free show. Jamara Hall has been doing a great job running this room. If you haven't been to Revel, come out. It's a really, really cool venue for Albuquerque. They have multiple bars. They have a huge um, cafeteria with a bunch of local food. A cool outdoor area, but I'm gonna be in the main room headlining 7:30. That's July 21st, and then that Saturday I'm gonna be at Red Velvet Underground. I think I'm gonna be hosting. It's Kevin's like birthday show, so I'm gonna be out there hosting. So you'll see how that show's supposed to be ran. <laughs> and then, um, and then August 7th I'm back on the road. I got a um, a couple road dates. So I'm gonna be in Montrose, Colorado, which is just like past north of Durango so I'm gonna be up there in those mountains and then the next day I'll be even further north in a Colorado a Delta Colorado so I'm really looking forward I've never been to Montrose or Delta I'm gonna be out there I think with uh, Keith Breckenridge so okay. taking some New Mexico out to Colorado August 13th right after that I got the apothecary comedy show in Santa Fe and we got two shows so we do a 7:30 and a 9:30. it's a one-hour show it goes nice and quick um, you got enough time if you hit the early show to still catch like dinner and drinks after or the opposite. If you want to hit dinner before and come to the late show, we got you. And then Saturday, Cities of Gold Casino, 7.30 p.m. Um, this has just been a phenomenal show. I really, really appreciate everything that the Powake Pueblo, all of northern New Mexico has been doing to support this. They put the ads out in the Albuquerque Journal. Their promotion is just spectacular and then um after that song there i think it's august 21st or um that thursday around there i'm going to also be at the sunray casino in farmington okay so i'm going to be all over the place it's, yeah. it's going to be busy busy end of july and all of august talk about finding some time <laughs> for real yeah. and that's is i mean i don't even post the open mics too so these are just the shows yeah i'm at inside out probably every monday um I'm usually, you know, wherever the Wednesday I'm Mike is, the Thursday Mike. I'm out all week. So check the Instagram story, Zachabeta Comedy, and um, yo, come out. Let's kick it. Let's have some fun, have some laughs. We can help that we can help that shit. Fuck yeah. Get nice and silly. You guys are awesome. All right, let's see what I got for you. We got some ask an essay questions. This one is actually pretty funny. Hopefully you'll see this. Let's see where is it on that end. 
Yeah. Holy cannoli. Yeah, we got it. All right. Straight up. Here we go. Let's see. Here we go. Does your shirt say biscochitos? I know, right? It says brownies. Oh, I got the munchies over here. Special brownies. Close enough. Uh, if you can ask a or a gangster anything you want to ask him, what would you Pause it. Pause it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was just about to say it, bro. Yeah, this is the first time we've got a straight up cholo gangster, and she even knew that. She's like, you're <laughs> She's like, you're asking one, dog. Yo, this is a classic New Mexico Vata right here. She is taking it OG, bro. Get her an all six shirt and an all subs chimichanga, and let's go. Getting, she has a Bluetooth in her ear. This is too, That's a Bluetooth from 2008, bro. She's been having that technology for over a decade. Let's go. All right, let's see. Here we go. Oh, this is a perfect wraparound. <laughs> okay, this is a perfect wraparound to a couple of our other questions, right? Because I even talked about last week yeah. about how intimidated everybody is, all right? And I said, like, they're like, oh, don't mug me. Would you have enough confidence to even talk to her? And the first thing she said, she's like, I don't know, man. We're like, we're just cool people. Yeah. And that's, that's what I think that it's such a good wraparound because – at the end of the day, for as intimidating, she's like, yo, we're just, we're chill. Like, ask us whatever. And then I love her question because it goes perfect into Cholo culture of Sunday cruising, yeah, um, the, the body low soul, the low rider, what kind of car you have, eh? That's so funny, dude. Perfect Cholo question. Yeah. She's on point. That, the, and that's awesome, dog. So, you know what the funny part is? We have the least Cholo cars. We both drive Subarus. I know, dude. Straight <laughs> up. Those are anime drifter cars right there. Yeah, bro. We take our cars out. It looks like we're playing Pokemon Go downtown. Do, 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 do. Oh, so dude. Yeah, no, I really appreciate it, bro. Finally getting a real Vata up in here, dude. That's, that's crazy, what we right? need, dude. And, and again, there's so many. You never know what we'll get. And that's the beauty know. of trying to like make this a thing where like, there's so many random people out there that have that persona of people. And that's where you're here yeah. to level out that playing field. Cause you want them to know like, Hey, this person didn't even know who the hell we are. Like that is the funniest thing. Cause now I look at, you know, play it one more time. Cause you'll see how she goes from gangster and the joy comes out in her bro. And that's my favorite thing about Vatas and just Cholo people like our Hispanic people. They just want to talk, bro. They just want to rap and connect. Look at that smile, bro. She's holding it back. All right, well, she looked around. She looked around just to see if there was any cops. <laughs> Troller or gangster? She's like, let me make sure there's no feds before I answer this question. Where's this at, eh? Yeah, for sure. I love it, bro. That is my favorite kind of audience to perform for. When I have those New Mexico people come out, That that's our culture, bro. That's flea market. That's classic. That's Coronado Mall. That's what it is, dude. I love that that's, shit. That's what's up. All right, I got one more for okay, you. Okay, let's go. We got this dude. That one got me in the mood. God yeah, damn, yeah. I want to start sea walking and eat a with a sombrero right, right now. Get dude. that dickies on it. Eh? Oh, dude, I want to put some high socks on and put <laughs> blood in, blood out in the background right now. Let's go. I'm your puppet. <laughs> Here you go. This guy, you know this guy. This guy's a local. He's, he's worked with us a few times. Here it is.
Pause it. <laughs> Go back like a few seconds to where Brandon pops in the door because that's a real that's some real Albuquerque shit. All right, pause it right here. This is my favorite shit. Who we have on camera, first of all, with the beanie, that's Nathan Lund, right? Nathan. So Nathan is a, a you know comedian. He, he you know he kind of comes out you know sporadically. He's a big fan of comedy, big supporter of the comedy scene. But this is my favorite shit is that we got one of our favorites pop out right there that bad boy brandon that's the bartender at founders the bartender at inside out works at the liquor store bro that's a downtown legend right there that's a real vato in the background and and as as the show progresses he might make an appearance as well Oh, we're gonna get him on as a guest for sure and and nascacholo for sure all right let's see what nathan lund said one more time oh <laughs> oh shit. and see that's the beauty of doing okay. this too because you put people on the spot oh, shit. what are they gonna say exactly. they don't know what to say nathan lund hit on one of my favorite new mexico just classic gems so um if you're in albuquerque for sure we grow up we have the state fair here um i don't really know if people travel here for the state fair but that's our shit right yeah. every september fall time school starts in august and then it's the state fair yep, that right? week that so, whole week oh bro so school comes in and you oh oh what who's the ladies oh is that rebecca oh veronica oh is that ivana who oh who is that and then by the time state fair you might have yourself a little girlfriend and a date to the state fair you never know funnel cake ferris will are you gonna pet the goats right Bro, this is but this is the most New Mexico shit is when you know you see and this is only in high school and younger. I've never seen if I see an adult do this, I will lose it laughing, bro. You only see and I'm talking like 15 and under. But when you see a young like high school couple, you'll see and I you'll see the guy and he grabs the girl around the waist and she's in front of him. And then she walks like close legs. But then he he has to walk like wide legged around her, so he's like waddling like this, like holding her, and then she's in front like <laughs> little steps. That that is a classic thing you'll see with like young love, bro. Yeah. If you don't see the dude go behind her and go full Frankenstein with his legs, just, just full Forrest Gump waddle. I'll be there, guys. Oh, dude, and you know because he's always wearing a shirt that's four times too big, <laughs> a hat that just doesn't even fit on his head. That's New Mexico State Fair love right there. That's there what I call go. funnel cake loving. That's the loving walk oh, right yeah. there, Nathan Todd. That's it right there. Nathan. Oh, yeah. Nathan Todd, bro. Yeah. Nathan Lund's one of my boys <laughs> in Denver. That's another community. Yeah. Nathan Todd, bro. That is a classic New Mexico memory. Thank you for bringing that back for us. That funnel cake waddle that ferris will love at the state fair you know what makes me think is like he probably done it a few times he's just like coming into new mexico i don't know if he's from here i don't know what you know what that thing is uh, that's i'm i'm next this year taking a date to the state fair and we're gonna do the funnel cake waddle i don't give a shit bro make it make it a thing oh yeah give me a four foot margarita and let's get to work if if how does the soldier boy turn a song into dancing with the stanky leg the waddle, though. Uh, yeah, that funnel cake waddle. <laughs> yeah, the funnel yeah, cake waddle. Funnel cake waddle. Funnel cake waddle. Which is definitely the, ep- the ep- name of episode five, funnel cake waddle. There you guys go, <laughs> man. Oh, man, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. We're the, this is the shit all the time. Uh, you know what to do. Just follow us at all social media sites, uh, Fiend City Podcast. Google that. You'll find the, the Gmail for it. Also, Spotify, iTunes, fucking 
it's all out there, man. Just just yes. just Google it. That's I want to say a do. big thank you to On Hell for producing, getting us on all these platforms. Like he said, you can find us on all those places. Big thank you to our sponsor, Peterson Properties. If you're looking for any com- uh, commercial real estate, trying to start a business, they got the spot for you. You know, we yeah. got we got to talk to him. We got to get Doug on here, bro. The old Doug Peterson, old Fred Hawks. He's a funny guy. You know, I had a great time. Thank you guys for listening, tuning in. Fiend City Podcast. We'll catch you next week. Peace. No, what's up, guys? Let's go. Do, do, do. Empty drink. That's the one on hell. Funnel cake waddle. Let me gab through and do the cook. <laughs>